everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shellerud from Ad Advance, and today I am joined by Josh Helmer from Ad Advance. Josh, awesome having you back on the podcast. Yeah, great to be here. I'm going to hopefully do a better job on this one. <laughs> yeah, right. The last one was yeah. good. <laughs> That'll be good. Yeah. So for those who didn't get to catch the last podcast that you were on, kind of give us a quick background and what you do now at Ad Advance. Yeah, the original podcast that I was a part of was going through Amazon attribution. Yeah. It's definitely grown a lot since then. And I think our practices have definitely changed quite a bit from that original podcast. But my role has kind of developed more at Ad Advance here, more on the external traffic to Amazon. So focusing more on Google to Amazon. We're looking at other channels as well. But that's pretty much how my role has evolved. I'm still an account manager here at AdAdvance, so I deal a lot with day-to-day -day operations on the client side, hands-on keyboard, all that strategy stuff and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to have Josh on the podcast as we have Prime Day coming up. It hasn't been officially announced as, as of this recording, but we're anticipating it's going to be mid-July. And so we're starting to get prepped up for that with our clients. And so what we wanted to really talk through is how you prepare for these major sales events. Um, so whether it's Prime Day or it's Black Friday or it's individual sales events, too, we've got a fun case study we can talk through. There's prep that you can do going into it. There's different strategies you want to implement during the actual event itself. And then there's also strategies that you want to implement kind of on the backside of that sales event, too. And so Josh has got a fun case study that we can talk through there. And then we can kind of expand on that for when you're looking at Prime Day, what's the key things that we should really be focused on with our advertising approaching the event during the event and after the event. So Josh, maybe walk us through a fun case study that, that we recently had. For sure. One of the, one of the keywords that we're going to be talking through here is called tent polling. It's a, it's a commonly used term within the Amazon ecosphere. Basically what it means, if you imagine what a tent is, is there's a lead in period. The, the point of the tent is the day of, and then the lead out period is that that's sloping down. And for anybody trying to picture this, so I pictured it wrong the first time and I didn't fully get it. So I pictured a tent with two poles. <laughs> yeah. So kind of like a W curve. So yeah. apparently I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm dumb. <laughs> no, 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 no. And so you know, we've got a single pole and then lead into the event and then kind of the lead out. So a slope in, slope up, and then another slope down. Definitely. So with with this specific case study, we're looking at, and, and this can be any company of any other product, but we're going to focus on what a supplement company would do here. So with tent polling, with leading into a period being so crucial, you're putting in a lot of ad dollars to a specific event. You want to make sure you're getting the absolute most out of it. So when we when we talk about strategy for events like this, whether it's Prime Day or individual events like Joe was saying, we want to make sure we have a proper lead-in strategy, a day of strategy, and a lead-out strategy. So kind of breaking that down, what does that exactly look like? So there's the, the example that we're going to be using here is specifically with sponsored ads and DSP. But even before we get into that, we have a lot of data around this client specifically for how many impressions it takes to convert. And that's utilized with AMC. There's a whole lot we can unpack there, but the, the, the concept of the amount of impressions that it takes for someone to convert, like if you're like for lower impression, lower consideration items, like a comb, 
you don't necessarily need that many, that many impressions, but for something that takes a little bit more education, it's completely dependent on what product you have and what you're using. Sure. So kind of walk through that. So we utilize Amazon Marketing Cloud. And with that, we were able to determine the average amount of impressions for ads it took to lead to a purchase. Yeah, and it, it was more so the the return on ad spend that you'd re- that you'd receive based on the amount of impressions. Sure. So with this specific client, anything after seven impressions led to a much more efficient result for them. So, so, so if I'm picturing the curve, so if it's anywhere between one to six impressions, our cost per acquisition is higher and then seven plus it gets better because now you're starting to convert those more or kind of walk through how that math works. Essentially, that's exactly it. So when it comes to education for this specific specific instance, one to six impressions was not yielding a better result because you had to understand what the product did, how it worked and so on. Sure. So once, and, and so, yeah. so this one's kind of fun too, cause it's like, all right, we have to show our advertising more to get these sales. And so we had to pay more. But what that's saying is that with the familiarity and the frequency that we're showing these ads, we're overcoming this barrier finally, or helping to educate the person viewing these products to the point where once they see the ad seven times, now at that point, their conversion rate is going to be a lot higher. It's going to lead to that eventual sale versus if we don't show the ad as frequently, then we might have a lot of people who just don't get to that education point where they're ready to make a purchase. So kind of interesting to see how those frequencies work as you extend further on where cost per acquisition can actually get better because you're pushing more people to that final sale. Definitely. And the cool thing about that is, is you can see once you understand how many impressions it takes or how many how many touch points it takes for your brand to convert, you can start breaking down the cost efficiencies from using advertising with Amazon's display, utilizing upper funnel tactics or utilizing broader category targets on on Amazon uh, search side. So that's, I don't know, that's probably the coolest thing. And that's essentially how we were able to capitalize this event specifically for them as as well as we did, because we understand that we're able to use super relevant in-market lifestyle audiences. You get a much cheaper cost per landing page view, a much cheaper click-through rate, and so on in comparison to what you'd be paying on the search side. So it helps us make better informed decisions for our clients at the end of the day as well. Sure. Okay. So that's the lead-in period. So we know that we have to show seven impressions to kind of get to this optimal level for cost per acquisition. So walk us through kind of steps taken to get there on the lead-in. And actually, let's describe what this event is that we we had to. So kind of walk through high level, and then maybe we'll dig into some more details. So what was the key event for this client? Yeah, so the event itself is called an H1 takeover, and that's what we're referring to here, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So with H1, the basically H1 means the, the first slot on Amazon when you go into the homepage. So typically it's their newest prime exclusive tv show or prime kindles or i'm probably botching that i don't know sure. what else yeah, like yeah, prime, yeah, prime. a lot of, a lot of amazon yeah. type products yep yep but you can you can purchase that ad type and it garners millions of impressions it does super well in in the concept of share voice so leading up to that 
if you can imagine, like the most broad targeting possible. It's everyone on Amazon. Sure. So you want to have a proper lead-in period for this. So understanding that streaming TV, upper funnel display with either sponsor display if you're using that or if you have access to an advertiser for DS, Amazon's demand-side platform, you're leading people in to get those touch points, understand who your brand is, what they do, how it can impact your life. Day of, when you're, when you're looking at millions of impressions that people go on Amazon every day, you need to understand that there's going to be a lot of retargeting going on. Then there's going to be a massive pool of people that you're going to get from that day. Whether you're just searching around, clicking about on Amazon, you're the sessions on your products are going to go through the roof. In this instance, it was, I don't know the exact amount offhand, but the amount of impre- amount of detail page views for that day were comparable to year-to-date views. So it's... <laughs> That's awesome. In, in a single day. In a single day. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can imagine the the overwhelming amount of people that you could possibly retarget, yeah. it's it's quite overwhelming. Yeah. And this is kind of a fun one too, because like for this specific product, this supplement, it does take some education. And so while it can be marketed to very general audience, seeing it for the first time showing up on Amazon's homepage, there can still be a lot of education that needs to occur after the fact too. Exactly. That's perfectly correct. So the when we're talking about tent polling specifically in advertising, we'll, we'll talk about flights and a flight is just essentially a set of dates for when you're advertising. So there's, there's multiple ways to do it, but the, the most simplified way, so flight one lead in period to when that event is happening, flight two, the day of, or flight two can be day of and lead out, or you could have three separate flights, depending on how you optimize your account. There's there's several ways to do it. In this instance, we did one flight and then two flight or the second flight for a day of and lead out. Sure. So so with that, with lead in, you're focusing more on upper funnel tra- upper funnel traffic, getting your tar- getting your target message to hopefully your target audience with the targeting that you're utilizing, and then you're putting all of that money into into getting people to your product detail page view. It's hard work. You're spending hard-earned media dollars to get those impressions, to get those detail page views. You want to capitalize on it. So when we're talking about getting almost the same amount of sessions in a single day compared to an entire year, you need to understand that the retargeting pool that you're going to be going after becomes quite expansive. So understanding that segmenting out your retargeting pool is crucial. So with AMC, you can create a you can create audiences for people that reach a specific page on your brand store so you, you can do you don't necessarily need amc to do this but it, it can help so segmenting people that just reach the store that that page leads to you can segment out that pool to retarget them further you're probably going to pay a little bit less just because they're potentially not your ideal audience you want to reach people that are clicking through your detail page or clicking through to that detail page. And then you can retarget them with streaming TV. You can retarget them with specific creatives that are tailored to where that person is at in the state, in the, in the funnel. So yeah. there's a, a lot of different methods that we could go about here. So let's talk about flight one. So leading up. So the initial part going up to the pole mm-hmm. of the tent. 
so we know that it typically takes about seven impressions for the ads to really maximize or optimize our cost per acquisition. So when did you start really ramping up upper funnel strategies? And then did you try to get all seven impressions ahead of time? So then when the, the homepage takeover started, then a lot more people were familiar with it or kind of talk through the strategy leading up to it. When do we start? How do we set frequencies? How does that whole process look? Yeah, so that's a really good question. As far as when to start, again, it really depends on what type of product you're advertising. For this one specifically, I believe we started roughly about a month out. We started ramping up spend closer towards the the. So for this instance, it happened mid month. Sure. So we're we're starting to focus at the end of the month prior, and then really starting to ramp that spend up closer and closer to the day of. So as far as as far as f f frequencies. We're, we're not really adjust. We weren't, we didn't really adjust much other than setting that, setting that flight to make sure that it's spent efficient, effectively through that lead in period, sure. end of the month to the mid month. Okay. And then as far as leading the second flight, the start to the flight, you can, I forget what the term is. You can put the money very early on in the flight. Sure. Kind of like front loaded front loading. Yes. Yep. I, that slipped my mind. So you can front load the spend and that's what we were doing with retargeting, just making sure that we're spending a, a large majority day of because we're spending a lot of money leading into the, the really, event. really getting people with ads when they're familiar with the product because they just viewed it. Exactly. And we, I, I believe we put a post out about this a week or two ago, but we can show that utilizing sponsored ads and DSP in unison with retargeting, we can see the the drastic impact that has in terms of return on ad spend. Sure. So as we're trying to expand and we're doing upper funnel targeting going into the event, like what's the specific audiences or what this what's the specific ad types that you were really focused on on expanding that pool? We can go super broad. Mm -hmm. We can go very specific. So how do you determine what that looks like and where do we focus our efforts there? So when it comes to this specific client and focusing our efforts, they have so what we like to call our core targets or core audiences and then reach audiences. Sure. So understanding that a more slingshot approach is going to be best for looking at those core audiences. That's great. And there's definitely a lot of people that we can hit there that haven't necessarily converted, but that only goes so far. Sure. You, you definitely have to go outside of that to start bringing more people into that core, core audience section. So as far as a split, it was probably 75%, maybe like 60%, 60, 40% split, 60% looking at core, 40% looking at discovery and trying to bring more of those outside audiences into the, into deeper into the funnel. Sure. Oh, that's really cool. And so, you know, that, that's a common case that we, we always talk about is, all right, let's make sure that we're saturating our core audiences. So those most likely to convert or to be a new client. But then at that point, now you just start moving your way up to those reach audiences. So it's not yeah. super broad. It's still very targeted, but it's a little less or it's a little bit more broad than that core audience that we're always trying to reach. Yeah. And the that percentage can shift in any direction depending on what your goals are. The most important thing specifically for this client and frankly, any client that you're working with, 
is making sure you have adequate budget for retargeting. When we're talking about getting several hundred thousand sessions on a day, and you're going to your delivery rates are going to they're going to be a hundred percent. There's no ifs ands or ands about it. It's going to happen, and you're going to need to make sure you have properly allocated budget to those retargeting orders sure. and campaigns. Yeah, so I love that too because that's another key piece that we talk about is we can spend a ton of money with these upper funnel strategies. But if we don't have the lower funnel built out to actually convert them into sales, you can waste a lot of money on upper funnel strategies. Exactly. So so when you're talking about segmenting out the retargeting audiences, kind of walk through, I know you described that a bit, but walk through that a bit more in detail, how you did that. And then are there differences between the different audiences and how you retargeted them? Definitely. So the, the, the first piece to consider is like, how many products you have. So for a supplement company, there's likely different dosages. There's different counts of how many supplements you're actually getting. So people that are not familiar with your brand whatsoever, showing them the lower price point gateway product to go into, you're going to treat that audience different. It's going to be a much lower price point. Your conversion rate's likely going to be significantly higher because it's a lower price point item. If people have purchased your product or they're already subscribing to your product, you're you're treating them different. You're you're trying to get them to upsell to a higher dosage, a higher count, having that product for a longer period of time. So when you're looking at net new to brand versus subscribe and save that are already going on, that's how you treat them differently. So when we're talking about several hundred thousand. several million impressions on a single day, several hundred thousand product detail page views. You're looking at people that made it to a certain stage differently than further down the product. So whether they added it to their cart, whether they just viewed a product detail page or whether they just viewed a a sponsored brand page there, you treat them differently essentially. So with, with add to carts, you're that's like the, the lowest to the funnel you can possibly get there. They've already put it in their cart. They just might need one a click away. Yep. They're one click away. <laughs> yep. um, with add to cart audiences, you need you need an AMC instance to do that. For the other retargeting, you can utilize sponsored display, and for for product detail page views, you can use sponsored display or Amazon display, Amazon's demand side platform, and then with brand store. Retargeting, you can just utilize a, a sponsor, just our Amazon DSPs audience builder. Sure, I, they keep switching that up, and yeah. I, it's, it's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and, and that's what's so cool too is that you know, especially when we have these really big spikes in traffic, being able to segment down our targeting and being able to segment down the messaging or the product that we show, like you were saying, so it. It's really valuable because based off of how far down they got on the funnel, now from that we can determine what steps are needed to kind of complete that education. And so like Josh was saying, add to cart, like, well, that shows a ton of intent. And so now it's probably just that little extra nudge that's needed to get that purchase. Where if it's just a single like impression or detail page view, or maybe when they went on the store page, like the, the brand page itself, these are all different areas which show different levels of potential understanding or interest. And so being able to segment down your retargeting message so it's not just the same thing for everybody, 
uh, that's where it can get really valuable too. You've already spent all this time and effort to drive the upper funnel traffic. And now if we can segment down more based off of interest and understanding and intent, like this is where you can really help drive a lot more to the sale and where retargeting can be much more powerful than if you just do a one size fits all approach. For sure. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of different things that you have to take into consideration. There's creatives that you have to consider. There's audiences that you have to consider. It takes a lot of planning. And when you have more data, all the better. But understanding how to use that data is super important too. Yeah. How do you figure out like general budgets to throw at an event like this? I'm, I'm giving you a really tough yeah. question. <laughs> yeah. This is, it's so... This is such a nuanced question because it's completely dependent on what their goal is. So like with this specific instance, the goal was to get net new to brand. So our our understanding for an event like this is you're not going to make your money up. Just specifically H1, you're not going to make your money up day one. There's so much, so many people in the retargeting pool that come at a later date. You also have to consider lifetime value. So taking so taking all those into consideration what does a budget look like so i don't can we talk specific numbers here or do you want to just keep it more um i'd leave it a little bit more general yeah 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 so generally like to the lead in period you're focusing a lot of your ad dollars on upper funnel you're not necessarily focusing as much on retargeting because leading into a day like prime day people are anticipating a sale sure your retargeting dollars are probably better spent day of and post if you have like lightning deals or, or promo codes whatever so budgets leading in definitely more focused on upper funnel budgets leading out you can taper away from upper funnel and focus more on the retargeting pools yeah yeah so one other key piece that you've dug into, I'm just being very familiar with outside traffic and attribution. Like, you know, we've had other cases where people have like a solid mailing list or other ways to drive traffic ahead of time or during the event. Can you kind of quickly walk through that and what that looks like? For sure. So when there's so much focus on Amazon for Prime Day, it can be a lot if you have the brand if you have dollars to do this like so many people are putting in ad dollars towards search uh specifically on amazon display across the internet there's definitely an opportunity to look outside of amazon and that's where amazon attribution comes in for recording what happens on amazon the conversions or the events that happen on amazon so like joe was saying like if you have a, a detailed list for a detailed email list, you can garner hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales. I've seen it many times with several different clients, not specifically this one. The The impact that you can have from sending just a simple email to a, an audience that you that are already primed and ready that have purchased from you in the past or have they're familiar with your brand, that's easy money to send out on a day like that. That's external traffic to Amazon and you're getting referral bonuses back as well. Yep. Yeah. So for those who aren't familiar with Amazon attribution, it's a way to track to the conversion 
for outside traffic. And then within North America, at least, there's an affiliate, not an affiliate, but a bonus that you yeah. get. So it, it ranges based off of the category, but it averages about 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, so this can be great, too, because you can get this boost from sending people through this link. Amazon incentivizes you to send outside traffic to Amazon. Mm-hmm. This is great because you can track the impact of it. But if you've already built up that brand equity and that relationship with a mailing list or on social and you're running a deal, say on Prime Day, letting people know about it, it could drive a huge amount of sales. And that 10% extra, it, it can be extremely helpful, especially with how competitive Amazon can be. And if you are giving a discount, it can really help with those margins. Yeah, we do so many posts on like what, like what the best coupon is to use on Amazon for like Prime Day. Sure. Like that's that's great. When you look, when the amount of times we've worked with brands that have done the the heavy groundwork leading up to an event with social media, emails, w- whatever type of external things that they're doing on the e-commerce side, it it is unbelievable how many dividends it pays off on day of. It's t- happened time and time again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so as you're looking to prep for, say, like a day like Prime Day, so there's multiple things you can do. So one is from an outside traffic standpoint, whether it's on social or the mailing list, maybe prepping up and letting people know that, hey, I'm going to be running a deal on Prime Day or what that looks like um, and setting up the Amazon attribution links going into it. And then also, it's completely dependent on your product, but based off of the lead in and typical frequencies that you need to see, if you don't know this, you can use your intuition for it. You know, is this more going to be like an impulse purchase or is my product, is it much more detailed and require a lot more education? For and sure. that can really set what that lead in should look like coming into Prime Day. If it takes a lot of education, but you've got solid margins and solid lifetime value, like that's where you can really invest in more upper funnel strategies going into the day. If it's more of an impulse purchase, maybe wait until a little bit closer to the day, getting people familiar with your brand and your products. And then when Prime Day comes, now they're ready to purchase. And then after the fact, really focusing on that spike in traffic that you saw, How do we convert those folks who showed interest but didn't purchase day of? And so that's a key piece that I see a lot of people missing is that, all right, we just had a ton of interest, but they didn't quite have that nudge to purchase. Now, how can we fully take advantage of that? They showed interest. They showed intent. All right. They just need a couple more reminders or a little bit more education to break through that barrier. So that's a key piece that with like days like Prime Day or days like Black Friday or days like, you know, a different sales day, lightning deals, homepage takeovers. Like these can all be great ways where you can take full advantage of that traffic. And like you said, day of may not look as good, but if you and day of can look great too. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. But e- even if it doesn't, if you can take full advantage of that spike in traffic through strategies like retargeting, that's where a ton of value can be added. Definitely. I mean, I, I think it's definitely, it's very easy to get caught up in, in day of results. Like all oh, this, this didn't work. Sure. And I mean, it's, it can be like, we talk about this so often. It's, it's not a sprint. It's a, it's a marathon. When you're looking at this information, it's over a longer time, time horizon. And, and in my opinion, it it pays off. Like investing those ad dollars leading in day of leading out it, you'll, if you have a good product, it's, it's going to work out. 
Yeah, I love it. Well, before we wrap this up, Josh, any any final words of advice coming into Prime Day? We covered a lot. Any, yeah. Anything else? No, it's 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 a fun time of year. It gets it gets pretty hectic. Some hopes are pretty low going into it. It's just a lower conversion rate time of year. So coming into a fun sales day, it's it's a blast. I I really enjoy it. I have some pretty awesome. We get to work some with some pretty awesome clients going into it. Just understanding that strategy is super important and to have fun day of and just know that all your efforts are going to pay off there you go looking forward to it so well i hope that you got some value out of this and key thing is as we approach prime day whatever those specific days end up being once they announce it there's a lot of strategies that you can implement before during and after so hopefully you got some key actionable items and then if you've been listening to the podcast if we've been adding some value if you could take a second and just leave us a review on podcast platform that you listen to that would be so awesome we really appreciate it and as always really appreciate you taking the time to listen so as always we'll see you on the next episode of the ad project podcast